titled Your Kingdom Come. Church, can you say that with me? Your kingdom come. Let's do it again. Your kingdom come. All right, so that, that is how the, uh, Jesus taught us how to pray. And, and in that manner, he taught his disciples, your kingdom, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So that's exactly what we're looking for to happen in our lives as children of God. You see, there's a lot going on in this world, but we live in a spiritual Goshen. Church, can you say Goshen? Goshen was an Old Testament city during the time where the plagues were, being, were happening in Egypt. The children of God were in Goshen, and everything that was happening to everyone around them was not happening to them because they were in Goshen. But we've got a better location. We're not in Goshen. We are in God, right? We are in Christ, and that is our location now. So no matter what's happening around the world, don't you fear. It just signals the beginning of the end, and I pray. I prayerfully hope that all of you have your ticket of salvation punched by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have nothing to fear because this world is going to be condemned. It's already condemned. It's going to burn to the ground, right? But we've got a home not made with, with, with human hands, and that's where we are headed one day. We've got to be evicted out of these bodies so that we can enter the kingdom of heaven. And today we learn about his kingdom has come. Jesus Christ is the king of that kingdom. And the king of the kingdom was anointed to save us and transfer us into children of God. Can you say this with me, church? I am a child of God. Again, I am a child of God. Oh my goodness, you are heavenly, right? You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And the only difference between you and him right now is that you still have skin on, right? One day, this corruption is going to put on incorruption, right? And we will see him as he really is, and we'll see him as we really are. But right now, we're in a domain called earth, a time of, of space, and, and we can see and feel and all these natural things surround us. But yet the kingdom of God has come. So because we have righteousness, because we have peace, and because we have these two things, righteousness and peace, we can have joy. Church, can you say joy? I'm talking about real joy. I'm not talking about hit the lottery joy or get a brand new house or car joy. I'm talking about joy that comes from the Lord and nothing can touch it. I'm, I'm talking about joy that is ours because of the promises of God are yes and amen. So since the kingdom of God is at hand, we have been made citizens and sons. And when the Bible says that you are sons of God, he's not talking about your natural flesh, your natural bodies, because in the kingdom of God, there is no gender. So when it says sons of God, it's talking about our, our transformed identity in Christ. We are all sons. So women, you are sons. If men can be the bride, right, then men, then women can be sons. So we're talking spiritually, right? So don't try to make it a natural definition. So your spirit, your renewed spirit, your born-again self is a son. We are sons of the Most High God, meaning that we come from him, that he is our father. So 
The kingdom of God is at hand, and we have been made citizens and sons. And some might say, they might look around and say, well, my life is not full of joy right now. I've got this going on. I've got bills to pay, and I I don't live in the place I want to live, or I don't have the car I want to have. But you have to understand that that is only temporary joy. And some might say, well, I can't see this kingdom of God you're talking about. If you say the kingdom of God has come, the kingdom of God is here, then where is this kingdom? Luke chapter 17, verses 20 through 21 say this. This is when the Pharisees were talking to Jesus. Now, when he, asked, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, Okay, nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Church, where is the kingdom of God? Within us. The kingdom of God is within us. So, church, when sunlight and rain hit this earth, something amazing happens. The world becomes teeming with life. When the right amount of sunshine and the right amount of water come to this earth, then the things that God has planted in this earth, they come to life. And you must know this, that the kingdom of God has come because of what Jesus has done. God sent his word and he made all creation. God also sent his word from heaven and the word was named Jesus Christ and he came down to this earth. The word of God could be seen, could be beheld. The word of God had flesh and bodies just like we did. So we must understand that when God sends his word down, that it never returns void to him. It accomplishes everything that he sent it to do. We learn that in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 10 through 11. And it says this, The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seeds for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. Church, repeat after me. It is the same with my word. It is the same with my word. So he gives us a natural picture to say that as the water falls from heaven and and causes the seed to bud and produce food for the earth, the same thing happens when I speak my word. And I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. So that's what his word comes to do. It comes to prosper. You need to, oh my goodness, you need to pray the word over yourself, right? Pray the Bible over yourself because his word has come to cause those things to prosper and his word will not return void unto him. So please do that. If you're taking notes, write that down. Pray scripture, pray the word over yourself. So the kingdom of God doesn't have earth hours right? So there's no time in the kingdom of God where they say, okay, let's shut this thing down. All right, God, you get off the throne. It's time for everything that's happening in earth to overtake the kingdom of God. So, so you're not in control anymore. All these situations, all these matters that are happening on earth, all the chaos, it's earth hour in the kingdom of God. That does not happen. There's no such thing as earth hours in the kingdom of God. 
But did you know that the earth has kingdom times, right? The earth has kingdom hours. And the Bible says this, that through the authority that we've been given in him, we can pray this, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Church, that's a game changer. You need to highlight that and put 58 stars by that in your, in your notes because you, as sons of God, have the ability to pray to heaven and say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In my marriage, in my finances, on my job, in Israel, in Lima, in my house, no matter what. I don't have to have earth hours anymore. I don't have to have the enemy wreaking havoc in my life and in my city and in my schools anymore. I can step forward and pray just the way that Jesus said pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom, what? Come. Man, you see, you got to see that as a directive. You got to be able to say, you know what? I'm not seeing righteousness right now in my house. I'm not seeing peace right now in my house. I'm not seeing joy right now in my house. So I'm going to stop this thing right now and say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. How? As it is in heaven. Come on, church. Let's give God some praise for that. You've got to understand your position as a son in the kingdom of God. You do not have to put up with the devil. You do not have to put up with what's going on on this earth because you've been born again. It's as if Jesus was here right now in your situation. For the word of God says that as he was in this earth, so are we. You are not just churchgoers. You are not just white or black. You are not just male or female. Something has happened on the inside of you when you were born again. You got a deposit of the Spirit of God on the inside of you, and the disciples asked, Jesus, teach us to pray. Jesus, teach us to pray. And what did Jesus say? Our Father. What? He's not just your Father? No. Our Father. Come on now. He taught them how to pray. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. And then what's the first thing we're going to decree? Thy kingdom, what? Come. Thy will be what? Done. That is how we're to have rulership in this earth as the sons of God. We don't have to stand idle as the enemy and as the world fall to pieces. We can pray, church. And we've got praying hours here every Tuesday morning at 6.30 a.m. And every Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. We've got praying hours. But you don't have to pray here. You can pray everywhere you are. But please, please, please pray. Pray. Pray like your prayers move heaven and earth. Pray like your prayers are heard at the throne of God. Pray as if your prayers are the effectual and fervent prayer of the righteous that availeth much. When you pray, you're just not playing patty cake with God. You are opening up spiritual dimensions and you're saying, God, I don't see your kingdom coming right now and I don't see your will being done. The doctor says I have cancer 
the doctor says I'm going to die. My finances don't look kingdom oriented. I don't have joy right now. So Father, I pray, let your kingdom come. Church, can you say come? So when, you, when you're praying that, it's not just thy kingdom come as if come is not a verb or an action word. That's what I'm trying, that's what he's trying to introduce to you, this principle, when we say thy kingdom come, right? The spirit of God overtake this environment, darkness leave, sickness go, thy kingdom come and thy will be what? Done, as if that settles it. So when you look around your life as kingdom sons and daughters of God and you don't see joy and peace, uh, you don't see righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, you've got a, a blood-bought right to say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Drive by a school and you point at that school and say, Thy kingdom come. Drive by the prostitute, the drug dealer, whoever they are. You say, thy kingdom come and thy will be done. What does that mean when you say, thy kingdom come? Righteousness come. Peace come. Joy come. All in the power of the Holy Spirit. Somebody in here say, amen. amen. Praise God. So, as a nation of kings and priests and ambassadors, we are to seek and find his righteousness at all times. We bring it forward, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done. I'll say it again. As priests and as kings and as ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven, it is our job to establish the kingdom of God everywhere we go. So everywhere your feet tread, you bring the kingdom of God there, right? So even at the sheriff's office where I work, I bring the kingdom of God there. I used to have to go to roll call. I don't anymore. But roll call is the morning meeting where they tell police officers what side of town they'll be working on and what the crimes are and what to be looking out for. After the meeting is, was over, that room would fill with so much filth and cussing and nasty talk. And you know what? But eventually people will begin to respect you as a piece of the kingdom of God. They'll look over at you and say, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were standing there. I'm so sorry for cursing. Please excuse me. It has nothing to do with your flesh and blood. It's because the king of kings and the Lord of lords lives on the inside of you. Why? Because you are bound and determined to say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. Heaven. And the first place we pray the kingdom of God to is here. This is land. Do you know that? Do you not know that you're made out of dust? So this is land. And this land must be ruled by the king. And you say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, in this earth, right? As it is in heaven. Is this biblical? Yes. Because he said he has seated us in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Amen. That it says that uh, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Church, can you say amen? You're not saying amen for me. I don't need your amens. I'm telling you to say amen so that your spirit and your soul and your body can come in alignment with this truth that you are hearing. And you can say amen. It is so, so be it in my own life. Amen? Amen. amen. So 
where there isn't righteousness or joy or peace in the Holy Ghost, we, we have been called to take his kingdom reign there. We are spreaders of the kingdom. We find places in the earth where the kingdom isn't, and we take it there. Why? Because when we show up, the kingdom shows up. How? Because the kingdom of God is not observed. You can't say the kingdom is there or the kingdom is there. The kingdom of God is within you. So your, your employer needs to know that they've hired God. Your neighborhood needs to know that God lives in the neighborhood. Come on, your, your, step, your, your in-laws need to know that God has married in to the family. Come on, come on. Your drunk uncle or unsaved aunt needs to know that there's a way to the kingdom of God through your testimony, right? Come on, come on, hallelujah, come on, hallelujah. Come on, your bloodline, you need to shake up your bloodline and say alcoholism stops with me. It doesn't pass on past this point. Depression ends in this family. Suicide ends in this family. In the name of Jesus, why? Because the kingdom of God has come within you. But you've got to get busy pronouncing and announcing and demonstrating the kingdom of God in your family. I'm so glad that when the disciples said, Jesus, teach us to pray, he did not say, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. No, come on. He kept it kingdom. Say this with me. I will, I will. keep it kingdom. Come on, come on. So that means everywhere you go, you bring the kingdom with you. You bring his righteousness and his peace and his joy. And the reason I'm so excited is because I don't have anything to sell you today. This is all truth. You can believe it or not. You can take it or not. But I pray that you believe this and you take the kingdom of God with you everywhere you go. So let's look at the beginning. We've got to lay down a foundation. I don't know how much foundation we'll get today. We, 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 we've covered a lot of ground, but I'll just go until the Holy Spirit says stop. Can you all take a deep breath? One, two, three, deep breath. Blow it out. All right. We just made room in our stomach for more. We made room in our stomachs for more. All right, so in the beginning, man had an original role to play in this earth. Let's go to Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. It says this, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. Man, Holy Spirit's already hitting me, right? So that when you walk around in your life, in your cupboards, in your finances, when you, you walk around and you see nothing, it's just void, then you can speak, right? Because that's the nature of God is to speak. And it's exactly what he did right here. Verse two, the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. Man, sometimes Lima feels like that, like darkness is covering the deep waters. But come on, church of God, we've got work to do. Sons of God, we've got work to do. And it says this, man, this is so good. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface 
of the waters. So there was only darkness and it was void there and there was nothingness, but there was the Spirit of God. It might look like nothing's going on in your life, but there is the Spirit of God hovering over your circumstance, just waiting to respond. Oh my goodness, the Spirit of God is just waiting to respond, waiting for you, Jesus beings, those that have been created in the image of God to speak a thing. So that it can, be, it can be manifested in this earth. Let's keep going here. Verse 3. Then God said. Woo! Something's about to happen. When God talks, something is about to happen. Listen. When the children of God speak, something is about to happen. And can I tell you the truth? The reason some of you are seeing the things that you're seeing in your life right now is because you said it. Whether it be good or bad, whether it be light or dark, you spoke that thing. And because you spoke it, you're seeing it right now. The Bible says that we are snared by the words of our mouth. What's that mean? You're trapped by them. So whatever you speak, they can form a trap for you to be trapped in. So it's better to be trapped in blessings. It's better to be trapped in glory than to say stuff like this. I'm broke. I'm just always broke. I live from check to check. Man, my house is never going to be nice. This car is falling apart. Oh, just speaking all these things over your life, and you've got to be careful because whatever you say, you're going to see. Be careful of your words. Let's keep going. Then God said, let there be light. And what happened? There was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. Let's skip down to verse 26 now. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image. In our image. So everything that calls you something other than the image of God is a lie. Everything's a lie. A man is a man. A woman is a woman. Anything that speaks against that is a lie. Do you understand that? All right, we're made in his image. He is our maker. The devil never made anything. He is a distorter. He is a perverter. He is a liar. So anytime he speaks, he's coming against the image of God to transform it into something that does not look like God. Let's keep going here. Let us make human beings in our image to be like us or in our likeness. They will reign. Church, say this with me. We will will reign. reign. Say it again. We will will reign. reign. All right. He said they will reign over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. Is God a monkey? You're not very loud. Is God a monkey? God is not a monkey. So men, you didn't, men and women, we are not the descendants of monkeys. Do we understand that? God is God and we were made in his image. It's time to get back to his image. Say this with me. I look like my daddy. Right? He is our heavenly father, and he is the one that we look like, right? We were made in his image alone. We look like our daddy. 
So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. Oh, that dirty devil. What he's trying to do is steal your blessing. Because if you refuse to be like the one God created you to be like, then that, you don't have that blessing anymore. If you say, well, I'm a descendant of a monkey, then you don't have the blessing of the creator that created you in his image. If we've got men saying that I wasn't born a man or women saying I wasn't born a woman, ah, then that cancels out you being made in the image of God and now that blessing of God is then upon you. You've got to see behind the scenes. You've got to see what the devil is up to. It's not just men and women crying out to say there's 689 genders. It's Satan himself trying to get you out of the image of God because he hates God and he hates everything to do with God and he wants you cursed and not blessed. That's exactly what happened in the garden. He wanted them to be cursed and not blessed. Let's keep going. Verse 28. Then. Can you say then? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female who created them. Then what happened? God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Let's skip over to Genesis chapter 2, verses 7 through 9. And it says this. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person or a living soul. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Man, I'm being convicted right now. It even hurts me to say this, but in the garden, there was no bacon tree. There wasn't. And as much as I love meat, that's not what he put there. So our healthier, our healthiest, the healthiest version of ourselves, we need to be eating what the earth produces. Did I really say that, Lord? Oh, man. But it's the truth anyway, right? There's no donut trees. There's no, let me stop, let me stop, let me stop. So listen, the healthiest version of ourselves, come on, eats what God made. The more man has touched it and put his chemicals and, and, and GMOs and transformed it into something else, the more it will produce sickness instead of health. The more it will produce dis-ease or disease instead of life. So church, it, it hurts me to say this sometimes, but we got to get back to eating fruit and vegetables more. We really do. We really do. If you happen to be where I eat at lunch today, please don't tell me I said what I just said. I already know what I just said, right? But it's a process. Church, say this to me. It's a process. Processed food? Process. Woo. So the process is to get back 
to the food that God made. And the, the, the least transitions that it has went through, the better. So get back to those natural, the, the rice and the beans and, and all those things. We like corn chips, but eat the corn, right? All right, Lord. Let's get back into Let's get back. All right. So the Lord God planted a garden. Man, he planted a garden right there. He didn't open a, a store. He planted a garden, right? In the middle of the garden, he placed a tree of life and a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Let's go to verses 15 through 17. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and to watch over it. What, were they, what was he to do? To tend and to watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. So we know what happened. We know that Adam and Eve partook of the fruit. Their natural bodies did not die, but they died spiritually. They lost that connection to God. They were removed from his habitation. They were not in the family of God anymore. They were just simply the creation of God, but that didn't stop his love for them. We see the condition of the death of man and the separation from the godly nature in Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. So what does man look like without God's image? Without his likeness, rather. Because we, we still look like him, but when, you die, when we died in sin, we lost his image. We lost godliness. We, we lost goodness. We lost holiness. We lost purity. That's what death meant. So what does the world look like? When it doesn't have the nature of God, it says this. Then the people began to multiply on the earth, and daughters were born to who? Them. So these aren't sons of God being born anymore. These are sons of men, right? God has, is not in them anymore. He made them, but he's not in them. They've lost the likeness of God, and now men are reproducing after themselves. So whatever's in men is being carried through the generations. So let's look at verse 2. The sons of God saw the beautiful women, and they took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans for such a long time. For they are only mortal flesh. In the future, their normal lifespan will be no more than 120 years. Genesis 6, 5 through 8 says this. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. Listen to verse 6. Please hear this. So the Lord was sorry. He ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing. All the people, the large animals, the small animals that scurry along the ground, and even the birds of the sky. I am sorry I ever made them church, can you say, but? But Noah found favor 
or grace with the Lord. Grace, grace, grace upon grace. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, and this is where we come to our close. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. Remember, we had an old beginning, right? We started in Genesis, but now we're having a new beginning. Oh, my goodness. Church, can you say new beginning? beginning. Remember, in the old beginning, it said what? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, remember, in that old beginning? But now we've got a new beginning. And, And listen to this. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. This is beautiful news, right? Listen to this. Here's the new beginning. Are we ready? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. So when men sinned, we died, right? But in this new beginning that God is talking about, he didn't tell us everything. God never tells us everything. So although we have the Bible, we still don't know everything, right? God doesn't tell us everything. So what he's telling us now that way back there in the beginning, he didn't mention it. But guess who was there? The Word, and the Word was life. Come on. So although men were going to sin and die and be separated from God, he's letting us know that in the beginning was the Word. The Word was still there, and the Word was life. So come on. Even as the Word world was formed and the Spirit of God hovered over the earth, the Lord God King of, 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 of heaven, Yeshua, was there, and through him, God created all that was. Let's, let's get to that point, and, and we'll come to a close. Uh, in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness. Come on, come on. So it wasn't just darkness by itself. After men sinned, they died and fell into great darkness. But verse 5 says, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many, church, can you say grace? But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 
John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He comes after me, is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received and grace for grace. So you remember Noah found grace. Now he's saying Jesus has come to this world and all who will believe on him, you can be rescued from your darkness for the light has come and grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father he has declared him. Let's stand to our feet this morning and give God praise that the light has come to this world. And his name is Jesus Christ, our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, Yeshua the Messiah has come. So this is just the introduction, the beginning of where we will be going in this series. So Father, I thank you that I feel a release to release the people. I pray, Father, right now in Jesus' name that these words that they've heard would just clear the ground. It's just time for, it's time for kingdom renovation. Church, say this with me. Kingdom, kingdom. Renovation. renovation. All right, so here we go. So as we leave here today, we declare right now that our, the entirety of our lives and everything that we can see in this earth is now under kingdom construction. And everywhere we see that the kingdom of God is not, we proclaim thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You have made us to be sons of God. You have transformed us into your light, God, and we thank you for that. Father, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, if anyone here wants to give their life to you today, I pray that you would fill them with boldness right now and just have them come down to this altar and say, you know what, it's me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. I am not afraid. I am not ashamed. I see the door of heaven's been opened for me. I will not be a lost child. I will come back to God. So if that's you today, if you want to say, you know what? I haven't been serving God in the way that I know to, but today's a new day for me. I want to openly and publicly declare that Jesus Christ is my Lord. If that's you, I ask you to come and meet me down here at at the altar now. Jesus is in the saving business. He transforms lives. He allows you to shake yourself free from the bondage of the enemy. He allows that which was dead and dying all around you to come into his light so that you might have life. Holy Spirit, move upon these people now. Is there anyone that today is their day of salvation? Embarrassment? Leave. Shame? Leave. Let them go right now. Take the heaviness out of their feet. Take fear away from them. Father, who do you want to save today? May they walk down to this altar and say, God, I give my life to you. I surrender all to you. Wash me. Forgive me of all of my sins and trespasses, God. I want to find grace in your sight. I don't want to be lost. And if you're willing to save me, then I want to be saved. Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy for me today. 
Father, save someone today from their sins. Save them from their sins. Walk out of darkness. Walk out of the tomb. Walk into the everlasting love and arms of your Father God. The kingdom of heaven is open to you. The door of heaven is wide open right now. And the door of heaven has a name. And his name is Jesus. To get to heaven, you've got to go through Jesus. He's the only way. If you're backslidden, maybe you have given your life to Jesus, but you have kind of wandered off. You're that lost sheep. Well, I'm here to tell you today that he will leave the 99 and come after that one lost sheep of his who strayed away a little bit too far from his kingdom. If that's you today, if you say, you know what, Pastor, I just want to rededicate my life to Jesus this morning. I love him and I know that he loves me, but I just need a fresh start. If that's you, will you please come down? Will you please come down and say, Lord, I'm ready for a new beginning in you. Let's give God praise for new beginnings today. I know for a fact that he's not the only one. And we don't have a lot of time yet. And I'm not saying time before this service ends. We don't have a lot of time before this world ends. And we don't know when we are going to go to heaven ourselves. So if you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, just come close. Let's give God some praise for these two more that just came down. Praise God. Guess what? I know there's more, and here they come. Here they come. Let's give God praise today. 